When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, where we talk about college football, college basketball, NFL, Chicago Bears, maybe a little NBA, who knows. Uh, But we discuss pretty much everything in sports. If any of that interests you, please hit the like button and subscribe button on the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. And the podcast can be found literally anywhere you find your podcast. So please follow it, rate it, be a friend, tell a friend, share it out to help out the algorithm that I don't understand. I don't know if anybody understands it, but it does something, so please do that for me. We'd greatly appreciate it. You can also find the podcast at ColorCast. ColorCast is an app to download only for Apple users uh, for uh, 
commentating games, any game, any sport you can commentate. You could do live shows, live podcasts currently. Uh, and it's going to be some couple upgrades, so check it out. Uh, again, it's only for Apple, so go check out ColorCast. Uh, be a part of the movement. It's a huge thing going on with it. Uh, the podcast is also brought to you by Belly Up Sports. If you head over to bellyupsports.com, check out all of the podcasts and blogs and everything there. Uh, thank you, Belly Up Sports, for having this podcast on there. Uh, podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football and is back to the basics, books, and drills. If you go to CoachStoneFootball.com and check out all of his books on football drills, practice planning, game planning, and much, much more, you will literally never have to look up another drill again. The book, his first book literally has 600, 500, 600 pages. So go check all that out. Uh, thank you, Coach Stone, for sponsoring the podcast, CoachStoneFootball.com. All right. Took some time off here from the podcast and everything. Merry Christmas to everybody. We're getting up on the new year. Um, so the Bears, you know, they just played the Seahawks in the snow. Uh, Bears were down pretty good. They were not going to recap the entire thing. Uh, but the Bears did come away with a win from the Seahawks. Uh, Sunday after Christmas, 25-24 to 24 in the snow. Uh, both teams, the Seahawks had way more to play for than the Bears did. Uh, Russell Wilson had an okay game. Uh, Nick Foles got a start. Uh, he did not have a terrible game. Uh, 24-35, 250 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he, he just managed the game pretty well. I don't think he's started a game since 2020 of November, I believe. Uh, the Seahawks really did clamp down on David Montgomery. The Bears couldn't get the run game going. You know, now instead of being 4-10, four and, four and ten, the Bears are now 5-10. and ten. Uh, they're, they're out of the playoffs. Seahawks now five and ten. The Bears defense, you know, regardless of getting up twenty four points, put, played pretty well. I uh, was really impressed with the tackling and how the defensive line still held up. Seahawks don't have a great offensive line, but they held up nonetheless with the injuries to the Bears. And then on offense, we just couldn't get the run game going. But Nick Foles was pretty good at the short game. Uh, moved around the pocket a couple times and made some throws. I mean, he's a former Super Bowl MVP. Now, Bears get a win, 25-24. Uh, it was pretty ballsy to – or not ballsy, I guess. I guess it was a really good decision. They come down and score, so it's 24 – or excuse me, 23-24. to 24. The Bears kick the extra point to tie it up. Matt Nagy said, uh-uh, and decided to go for the win, and they got the win – you know, go for two to get try to get the win. And then the Bears defense had to step up the way they've always stepped up. The Bears defense, of course, we all know has always carried them. It's never been an issue or never been questioned. Dan Montgomery had a bigger impact in the passing game. Uh, seven receptions for 61 yards. You saw a little bit of Herbert. Herbert got a you know, touchdown. I've always said this over and over. If you listen to anything I've put out there on the Bears, why Herbert doesn't get the ball more is beyond me. I don't know why. I know Dan Montgomery is the guy, but 21 carries for Dan Montgomery to, to two for Herbert and they try to run like an inside zone and he popped it outside and gets a touchdown like two carries for 21 yards and a touchdown I don't know why he doesn't get the ball more or at least put it in the backfield and I've said this many 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 podcasts uh, as to why that doesn't happen but already already I've seen in the big question for the Bears who should be the head coach you know and we've dealt with this all year Matt Nagy was called to be fired before last year and uh, one of one of my friends, uh, 
Zach Kyleman, who comes on the podcast a lot, you know, he told me, you know, the Bears defense or the whole Bears organization and fans had pitchforks going for Matt Nagy, and then they draft Justin Fields, and they said, okay, no more pitchforks, we don't want him fired. It's always been the same problem. Uh, I do agree that the Bears offense could be lethal under the right guy. See, here's I've seen this before too. Bear, there's been posts for people. Why are Bears fans so frustrated? It's not even, and it's not even like they're good, is what I've seen posted. And here's the problem that I have with this: the Bears always have a Super Bowl caliber defense, right? Almost every year, that's what gets brought up. Well, the Bears have the Super Bowl caliber defense. Well, the Bears have a Super Bowl caliber defense. Well, the Bears lead the league in takeaways, or the Bears are one of the best tackling teams. Year in and year out, you always hear that. And the frustration is you get some guys on offense, but we always get some type of... Well, for example, Jay Cutler had three offensive coordinators at one time. A couple head coaches. Like, There's never been this consistency of getting the right guy in, and they give guys chances. And I always said this, and I'm going to say it again, the worst thing was going uh, the 12-4, and four, I believe, or whatever it was in 2018. That was one of the worst things that could have happened for Bears fans and Matt Nagy unless we make it to the Super Bowl, which without the doink, we have the opportunity to make it to the Super Bowl. But one of the worst things that could happen was go, doing so well that year because now Bears fans' expectation is pretty high. And now you've, you're this offensive guru, you know, you coach under Andy Reid and you know, one of my friends said this, if you want the same type of food or recipe, you want the same thing, but you don't have the chef in the kitchen, you're not going to get the same results, you know. Uh, and without Andy Reid, you're not going to have Andy Reid results. Now, sometimes it works out where there's some people that work under a head coach. Um, I'm, I know I'm speaking in college, but you look at Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley coached under Mike Leach, and he took the offense and tweaked it a lot. Look how good success he's had. So it can work. Uh, but, you know, with Matt Nagy, you know, you're not going to get the same thing that you do with Andy Reid. And Andy Reid had to work hard and become that type of offensive play caller. You know, he had to really work at it. He wasn't always like that. We've seen what happened when he was at the Eagles. But, you know, that was one of the worst things. But yes, the for the fans out there, Bears have always had sometimes, not all the time, sometimes, but decent offensive players to where we should be able to move the ball. But we've always struggled on the offensive line uh, with injuries or just not having the competent type of players for offensive line. That's why I was very critical of the, of the Justin Fields draft because I said we struggle on the offensive line. Why are we not getting offensive linemen? Why are we giving up all these draft picks for Justin Fields? When I know Andy Dalton has been healthy, but at the time, I, oh, you know, he could, you know, that Andy Dalton's not a bad quarterback. You have Nick Foles that's behind him, who's not a bad quarterback, former MVP, everything else. But ever since last year, especially, we've been calling for Matt Nagy's job. People had the pitchforks and they were right, not riding it. That's, you know, going too far, but at the pitchforks and everything. Uh, if you guys ever watched the Simpsons movie, something like that, I know that's way out there, but if you watch a Simpsons movie, there's a gif, you know, of this people with pitchforks and and fire and, and everything else. That's what the Bears fans were doing. That's what we were all doing. Oh, let's draft Justin Fields. That, that will fix it. And people will stop. They stop. Want him fired up until halfway through the year. Oh, we should fire him again. And I don't like calling for people's jobs as a coach myself. That's one of the things you don't want to do. But in the NFL, an organization like the Bears, 
uh, in one of the biggest cities in the United States. Uh, you have talent. There's things that you're not going forward is what I should say. So let me you know go back to that year in 2018. First year head coach does very, very well. Great. Well, the next year you're expecting, if you go 12 and four that year, you're expecting the next year, now not necessarily going to be 13 and three, but you're looking to be, I would say to be fair, you're looking at a nine or 10 win to 13 win season, somewhere in there when you do that. And you're bringing all the players back and adding tight ends and running backs, and you're bringing that defense back. Well, the expectation is high. And people blame Chubitsky and stuff, but I digress. You know, we've talked about it's like being a dead horse. Matt Nagy. Yes, exactly. You have to be consistent with success. So that's why I'm saying, like, if his first year he went seven and whatever, seven and nine or whatever, the ceiling only goes up. You can't blame them for winning. You can't blame, you know, the offense actually moving the ball at times. Even with Mitch Trubisky, you you know, you, you can't blame that. But you have to be, as the head coach, figure out, okay, we went 12-4. and four. How do we get better? How do we move forward? Uh, and I'm going to probably should say this first. I agree. Create stability within the organization. I absolutely agree. That's the next – I guess that's the first thing. So we're talking about Nagy. What about – and I've said this before if you guys have ever listened to other episodes and I'm gonna being a dead horse, but it just nothing has changed. It's the front office. It starts with the front office. And I think they should clean house. You know, it all starts with Ryan Pace as your general manager. Now, in 2018, it looked like a genius. We're bringing in Matt Nagy. Uh, you know, we have this and that. It looks like a genius. But, again, you have to go forward. And who you draft, who you bring in. That doctor at the Bears and the scouts they have, that also needs – I think they should clean house. Get rid of everybody except administrative assistants because they don't dictate how they win games. The game day crew for the Soldier Field, don't get rid of them. Uh, and everything like that. Those people don't dictate how you win or lose. Let those guys keep, let those people keep their jobs and their health insurances and all that. Let them. But get rid of Ryan Pace. Get rid of the scouts because many times Bears have drafted guys. Um, yes, they should have cleaned house when they were going to rebuild. Yes, get a new quarterback, clean house. But they used it as an excuse. Let's save Matt Nagy's job. Let's save our job and go after this big, flashy rookie at Ohio State, which was a he's a one-read quarterback, and we've seen it holds on to the ball too long. He thinks he can't run everybody, but in the NFL, everybody's fast. You're not playing, no offense to these teams, because some of them are moving up. You're not playing Indiana. You're not playing Purdue. You're not playing, you know, some of these teams. You're not playing nobody knows A&M, you know. So in the NFL, he can't hold on to it, but, you know, they, they did that to save their jobs. And it starts with the owners, but you know what? I can sit here and talk about the owners all I want. The owners are not going anywhere. Owners never leave. They're making so much money, they're not going to leave. And they have these plans to go to Arlington uh, Heights and everything, which is very exciting. Uh, you know, it's not very far drive from where we are now. Like, all this stuff. It's very exciting. They need a clean house. Ryan Pace needs to go. Assistant GM, whoever needs to go. They need new scouts, you know, and the final straw was this is not the first time the Bears have not evaluated a player the right way. So whoever does the scouting, the doctor needs to go. And the final straw was Tevin Jenkins when he got like, how do you not know he has a back issue? How do you not know this is a possibility? And then comes in preseason. Oh, I've got to get back surgery. Like that's the final straw. He's got to go as well. So just from top to bottom have to go bring in new life. And so I'm not as well educated on like who should be a GM because that could go all over the place. You know, there's people that work in front offices that 
I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Maybe this is bad podcasting that I don't know. I don't know every single person that works in a front office of an NFL organization. And I highly doubt many people do. You'd have to look that up and figure out who they are. I know some people for the Bears want to bring in like Lance Briggs uh, that care about it. Um, uh, Krutz, he he works up here in the Chicagoland area and everything else. Um Yes, owners are concerned with what makes them more money, uh, commercial aspects, and everything else. I Yes, that's all they care about. Unless you're like the Patriots. Now, they make money, but you had Tom Brady, and you're making money, but you're also winning. There's some out there that want to win and do everything it takes to win. But yes, they only care about money. So again, I don't really know who could take over for Ryan Pace, but at this point in time... I don't know where you go wrong. A big name out there would be Lewis Riddick. Uh, he's the former Eagles director of personnel, and he works on ESPN and everything. I'm going to read, you know, why they think maybe for him. Uh, I'm going to read this word for word. While Lewis Riddick has become a fixture on ESPN, he has made a name for himself in the front office roles in the NFL in the past decade. Plus, Riddick spent 13 years between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team, where he served as the Eagles uh director of pro personnel from 2010 to 2013. And he had the same role in Washington from 05 to 07. He is someone who has gained steam as a GM candidate for his knowledge of the game and ability to communicate. Riddick has made it clear he's interested in GM opportunities. So I think that's a good one. That's a big name that's been brought up. Now he's like, if you look at like top 10, he's at the bottom. You know, some have put out names, uh, uh, champ Kelly's the bears assistant director of personnel. No. And I'm sorry, you already work there. You're done. Like we just got a clean house. If there's anybody that works for the Bears right now, they should not be um, in the front office anymore making decisions. Omar Khan, he's the Steelers' vice president of football and business administration. Um, he's been with Pittsburgh since 2001. He served as an administrative coordinator. He was promoted to director of football administration in 2011 before he got to his role in 2016. Before the Steelers, he worked with the Saints from 97 to 2001. Um, he isn't the expected successor as GM in Pittsburgh. Um, they think it's feasible that he could look elsewhere. So, I mean, that's an opportunity. He's seen the Steelers. He's seen how they've built it up now and how they can have hire the right head coaches, too. You know, they don't really go through head coaches at all. That's another good hire, I think, that they could go for. Um, there's a couple other names, some I don't agree with. One from Texas, Houston Texans, no. One is Will McClay. He's the Cowboys vice president of player personnel. He's someone who has been uh, a general manager option for many teams over the years. But for all intents and purposes, McKay is content where he currently is at the Cowboys vice president of player personnel. Uh he served several roles with the Cowboys since 2009. He has been praised for his ability to bridge gaps between ownership and coaching staff, scouting staff, and players. So, I mean, that's another one, but I, I'm not going to read every single one. I don't know some of them. Again, these are guys that you just don't really hear about too much besides Lewis Riddick because he's at the ESPN. But he does have great knowledge of the game. My only problem is he talks highly of Matt Nagy. So I feel like if you got rid of Ryan Pace and hired him, is he going to keep Matt Nagy? I don't think so. But he always tries to defend him a little bit, so that kind of takes me back a little bit. But for GM purposes, I, I, you might have to go with him. So overall question of this podcast and everything is, I don't like going for guys' jobs, but I think Matt Nagy, it's time to go. You know, again, you're not seeing progress things going forward. Well, they've made the playoffs a couple times. I don't want to hear about the wild card last year. 
the Bears would not have made it. They're, you know, and then you go down to this year, and the excuse is going to be, well, they have a rookie quarterback. That's the problem. I don't want to hear excuses. It's results, and it's the NFL. You know, and it's time. Again, like we've already said, you've got to see progression forward. So if you're 12-4 and four one year, the next year you've got to go 9 or 10 wins to 13 wins, somewhere in there. Now, if he would have done seven-win season and then we're getting to the eight-and-eight eight or the nine-win or whatever, okay, then you keep him. But when you're supposed to be this offensive guru, you're not seeing the points on there. So Matt Nagy probably needs to go. They need to clean house. So who should replace Matt Nagy? I'm going to go over some names that are on here and, you know, give you my why. And I'm going to tell you who I think probably should when you're looking at the whole landscape. Um, so a couple of people that get on here is who should replace Matt Nagy. And one of the top names out there, there's two and one of them I, I'm okay with the other one. I'm not. And we'll get that is a Brian Leftwich. He's the Buccaneers offensive coordinator. Now here's the thing with the bears. The bears just don't believe in firing coaches before the season's over. I believe at the time I'm on here that they, that the Jaguars, I think, I can't remember the other team, they've got permission to talk to Brian Lefwich about their head coaching positions because I believe in NFL, the new rule is this week or next week. Organizations, if they get permission everything, they can start talking to guys to be head coaches, uh, even if they already have a head coach hired, I believe. So that's going to be pretty awkward. He is one of the hottest head coaching candidates this offseason. Uh Offensive coordinator Brian Lefwich for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He learned He's loomed under Bruce, Ar- Bruce Arians. They've won a Super Bowl, but he has Tom Brady. Um, it's going to be quick to say that Tom Brady's the reason why. Um, Leftwich had a top offense with Jameis Winston back in 2019. Uh, Leftwich has called plays for the Buccaneers the last two seasons where he's had a chance to build an offense. Um, and looking for a new head coach, the Bears want to focus on a bond between Fields and his coach, next coach. So Leftwich is a very good person to try hire. Um, now, with this, yes, you're kind of running Bruce Arians' offense. Now, I'm sure Leftwich has his own little twists and everything on there. But having played in the NFL, I believe, at the position, uh, he's probably learned a couple things from Bruce Arians, probably learned a couple things from uh, being around Drew Brees, or Drew Brees, Tom Brady, excuse me. So learning around Tom Brady, that would probably be pretty good because even though I'm not a fan of the Justin Fields draft, bringing a guy like that in, and saying, okay, this is how Bruce Arians does offense. This is what we did. Now you have a more mobile quarterback. Because Justin Fields is going to be the quarterback of the future, even though I don't like it. It's going to be that way. So he could probably relate to Justin Fields a little more. Uh, probably be able to call an offense for Justin Fields and what he has in the offensive line. Uh, because that's what Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians would do. So he's learned a lot. So that's not a bad hire. That's a big name getting thrown around. Uh, I'm not. I would not be mad with that hire, but I do think they really have to interview him well, and we have to really think about this hire because you do have Tom Brady. I mean, you have Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. There's a reason why your offense is working, but still, you got to give him a chance. Um, another name, which I don't think will happen, so this will be pretty quick, is Josh McDaniels. He's the Patriots' offensive coordinator now. He went to Denver, tried it out. He had Tim Tebow, won some games, and then he's back at the Patriots. I feel like McDaniels is probably just sitting back, waiting to be the Patriots head coach, or he doesn't want it. He tried it at Denver, but just didn't like it. Nothing wrong with that, but his name gets brought up all the time. All the time because he's an offensive guy. It's just it's always going to be there. Um, 
The Bears actually interviewed Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels for their head coaching vacancy in 2019 before they hired Nagy um, after one year as an offensive coordinator in Kansas City. Um, I like McDaniels. I just don't know. You know, I don't know if he likes it. It's nothing against him. I think he likes just being an offensive coordinator. I think he likes working for Bill Belichick. Um, he's achieved a lot in New England with, well, of course, with Tom Brady. And he's figured out how to move the ball a little bit without Tom Brady. Um, he could come in and very, pretty much, you know, very well much heal the Bears offense. He really could. Um, his first coaching stint was back in 2009 with the Denver Broncos. It's been 12 years. He, you know, he's learned a lot from them. But again, it's just one of those things where I feel like he's got a sweet gig. So not saying that the Bears couldn't use him or want him. I just don't know um, if that's going to work. Another name I've seen is Kellen Moore, Cowboys offensive coordinator, which is crazy because I think he's 33, which is insane. Uh, Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore is going to be a popular head coaching candidate. Uh, he's had a lot of success with the Dallas, Boys, or the Dallas Cowboys offense. He's helped develop Dak Prescott into a league quarterback. Um they're saying that he could maybe do the same with Justin Fields, who has a similar skill set. Um, yes, and one of the things is one of the biggest concerns is his lack of experience. He served as an offensive coordinator for three seasons with the Cowboys. Um, so with the Bears, they've got to be careful when they're going after this. Um, no, not Jay Gruden. We don't want any type of Grudens here in the Chicago land. Um, but the Cowboys did go after Nagy just after one season offensive coordinator. My only fear with Kellen Moore is, again, the lack. He's 33 years old. How's he going to – apparently he could probably handle talking to these adults. But it's a difference between talking to these adults as an offensive coordinator than as a head coach. But maybe he, since he is younger, he could relate to some of these guys more uh, from an offensive mind. Just let the defense do their thing. I think we need to keep the defensive staff. They're doing pretty well. But um, now Eric Beanie. Now, here's the thing. That's the next name. Offensive coordinator Eric Benimi. I'm going to say his name wrong, and I apologize. Offensive coordinator for Kansas City. Now, here's my thing. Is he really the offensive coordinator for Kansas City? Or is it really Andy Reid and this guy just kind of helps him out? I just don't know. Um, a player's coach would help Justin Fields, and I think it would help the whole Bears locker room because I think Nagy lost the team last year when he called out the defense and the defense has to do their job. And I'm like, why would you call them out? Um, you know, your offense isn't doing anything. And then this year, he's kind of lost them again. As a Here's the thing with like NFL and a couple things. I don't think the Jaguars ever hire anybody that's associated with Ohio State. And I don't think the Bears are going to hire somebody associated with Kansas City or Andy Reid anymore because they tried this thing with Matt Nagy. Now, Matt Nagy only had one year's offensive coordinator experience. So that should tell you a lot. So to hire Coach Benimi. I don't know. Now, I would like to sit here and tell you, yes, it could. Um, but even here on this article that I'm looking at, because I'm just using it for my own you know, sake here looking, you know, they said failing the failed Matt Nagy experiment, the Bears are going to be weary of poaching somebody from Andy Reid's coaching tree. Um, now, is he going to be a disaster like Matt Nagy? No, he's, you know, he's been there a couple years, you know, in the Super Bowl and everything else. So I wouldn't be necessarily mad at this hire, but it's something that they need to be weary about because – Again, do we really see assistant coaches from like a Bill Belichick go do well? No. They might have a little bit of success, but not this huge success. Tom Brady has way more success leaving than an assistant coach from Bill Belichick. Um, so hiring another coach from Andy Reid's coaching tree may not be the best, and that's okay. They can stay coaching for him. 
but they have to, yes, it's an organization leader that has to build a culture. Matt Nagy didn't see that with Andy Reid. Now, if he'd been with Andy Reid for maybe five years, he'd get to see that. He was trying to do it willy-nilly. So that's another name. Now, here's a name that I'm going to sit here and say right now that they should stay away from, and that's Ryan Day. Ryan Day's name has been thrown around right, you know, this whole year to be the Bears head coach. And the only reason why the, his name gets brought up, well, he coached Justin Fields in college. Who gives a shit if he coached him in college? Who cares? And I'm not, and again, watching the Urban Meyer experiment at the Jacksonville Jaguars, don't hire another Ohio State guy as your head coach. I'm not saying Ryan Day is going to have sticky fingers like Urban Meyer in his whiskey place. Uh, you know, in this article, there's no indication that Ryan Day has any intention of leaving Ohio State for the NFL. He's a popular head coaching candidate for the Bears, given that he coached Fields for two years. If there is ever going to be an attractive reason for Day to make that jump to the NFL, after serving as a quarterback's coach with the Eagles and 49ers 2015 and 2016, it'd be to the Bears, where he knows he has his quarterback in place. Day might be friends with Nagy, as Day was the one who told Nagy that Fields would be a star, but don't hold that against him. Ryan, they say Ryan Day is his offensive guru. And we've got to be careful again because we labeled Matt Nagy as an offensive guru. Ryan Day does call good offenses in college. And he, you know, had a little stint in the NFL to see what it's like. Just a hair. Uh, I don't know if that's the best hire. And I'm going to say don't hire Ryan Day. That's a good college coach. And I think he would have to get some NFL assistant experience more before you hire him as a head coach. Now, so stay. I don't. I'm not even going to comment even more. Just because he coached the guy in college doesn't mean that he could go to the NFL and be like, okay, we're going to do everything I did in college into the NFL. Which some things are working. We're seeing RPOs. We're seeing, you know, a lot of that stuff for years. Uh, Doug Peterson was big with it at the Eagles. Um, now, I'm not saying you don't hire somebody from the Andy Reid coaching tree. I'd be totally fine with Coach BME being hired. I just think they'd really have to interview him and really look at it, the overall body of work and put more effort into it than they did with Matt Nagy. I'd be perfectly fine with that hire because he has more years. I'm just saying there's going to be should be more thought to and a little bit of a hesitation before they think about it because you just hired somebody from the um, – from the Chiefs. So I don't know. I would be totally fine with it, though. But Ryan Day need to stay away from that. Just because he coached the guy in college doesn't mean that he's going to jump in the NFL and coach in the NFL. Kind of like when they say Dan Mullen's going to go to the NFL. What makes you think he could? He's a great offensive mind, but he's not going to go be a head coach or anything else. He's like, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. At the end of the day, I just don't know how some of that works. Coach Benini, great. I, I would be fine with that. I'm just saying just, just a little hesitation, a little more thought. Uh, but I'd be totally fine with that hire. Totally fine with that hire. There's a couple other names thrown around we don't really have to get into. Like Pat Fitzgerald, he's not leaving Northwestern. I know they had a terrible year. He is not leaving. Uh, totally not leaving. Now, we I've said this now already. A guy I've said, and some people are coming after me, I just think, um, yeah, Dan Mullen could probably be an offensive coordinator. I just don't, I just don't agree with people saying he's going to be a head coach. No, you've got to go be an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, or anything in the NFL before you realize. And that's why the Urban Meyer thing didn't make sense to me. And that's why even some of these hires they make, they don't uh, – I don't know. Uh, and you've got to be a CEO. And, uh, you know, watching Dan Mullen try to be a CEO, he just doesn't like to recruit. 
Uh, and maybe that's why he's going to be better in the NFL if he gets an offense coordinator job. Exactly. You know, he's going to have to earn his stripes. But a guy I think that needs to be considered is, uh, and I, I just talked about the Chiefs and the Andy Reid coaching tree, but is Doug Peterson. I think that's a guy that you should at least glance at. And the reason why I think you should glance at him, I know he's the Andy Reid coaching tree, but he's not a Chiefs right now and it's been years like he went to the Eagles and got to be a head coach Matt Nagy now if Matt Nagy had been a head coach when coach for Andy Reid was an offense coordinator for a year that'd be a little different that's why I coached the coach Benini hire I would if they hired him I'd be like okay cool he's gonna be able to reach Justin Fields he's gonna be able to have an offense out there that does something I agree I I think that could work a hundred percent um Ryan Ryan Day I'm gonna say this real quick Justin Fields is a one-read quarterback. If you watch the film, he's a one-to-two-read top quarterback. And he's not getting pressured because he's playing Purdue and Indiana. And guy, I love my Illinois fighting a lot. I'm an Illinois fan. But they're playing like Illinois or they're playing so-and-so. So he's not getting pressure. He's able to take off and be an athlete. And then sometimes Ryan Day wants to call things just for certain people. There was times... Well, and also, you know, you get to recruit. And Ryan Day can recruit... Uh, when Justin Fields, you know, he had two running backs that averaged over 150 yards apiece. So when you got two running backs trying to get you 300 yards on the ground, it opens up the pass. I watched that kid overthrow posts sometimes left and right by 10 yards. Um, and not all college systems are going to work in the NFL. You can take pieces. You can have pieces of the air raid. You can have pieces of RPO stuff in there, but it can't be a full thing. And that's what you saw Doug Peterson do back when he was with the Eagles. And he could take bits and pieces of them. And play quarterback, so he understands maybe he can reach this. I just think that's a guy that needs to be considered. Uh, One, because of the stuff he was doing with the Eagles. You know, they were doing some zone stuff. They were doing a little bit of RPO stuff and kind of hard hard play action stuff. He would move the pocket, and he was doing it with uh, fractured both ankles at the exact same time Carson Wentz. So I think Doug Pearson just has to be considered. Uh... And, you know, the wins and losses, you know, they're not all 100% there. But they had a lot of injuries, a ton of injuries. And I think you would be able to keep Nick Foles. Now, I know already. Well, if they hired Doug Peterson, Nick Foles would probably be the the guy starting. No, not necessarily. But I think some of the stuff that that he did with Carson Wentz and even with a Nick Foles, imagine – if you could do that with Justin Fields, I think that would just be fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, in 2016, his first year being the head coach uh, for the Eagles, they went 7-9, and nine, you know. And then they went 13-3 and three and won the Super Bowl. Then they go 9-7, and 9-7, 4-11. And then, you know, Carson Wentz were going out and him were butting heads. Uh, you know, and then they, you know... Just tons of injuries all over the place. Hard for that to bounce back. And we've seen what happens when you win a championship like Ed Odrey. You win a championship, and a year and a half, two years later, you're fired. Uh, so I think that's just a guy you have to look at if you're looking to fix the offense. Um, and then this was this is said right here. Uh, look at some of the head coaches that have success. They are defensive guys. But and then what sucks is, and I don't even. And somebody out there can correct me if I'm wrong. We tried a defensive-minded guy. I think Fox was a defensive-minded guy. We brought him in, and we saw what happened. We really don't do much. So the Bears just can't seem to figure it out. But I think, yeah, if you could find a defensive guy, great. But then we got to figure out the woes. The Bears' defense has always been fine. 
But we've got to find a guy that could come in and kind of be a CEO type and figure out the offense at the same time. Keep the defensive staff. They're doing fantastic with what they have. I just think Doug Peterson should be considered, uh, you know, you do win a Super Bowl, but once you win a Super Bowl, um, again, yeah, or yeah, it could be a younger guy. I just don't know. The only younger guy out there a little bit is is more. Uh, but again, is he too young? I don't know who that could be. Is there a college coach out there you could bring in and be a head coach? But you got to be careful when you bring in college guys as head coaches. We've seen what happens with Chip Kelly's of the world and everything. Uh, but I don't really know who you could bring in that's really that young and energetic that's going to be flying around. I mean, Doug Peterson, he'll be, what, 53? It's not too old. Um, and he's very, you know, he's very lively on the sideline, offensive minded. You let your defense do their thing. It could be like the 85 Bears. Defense, you do your thing. We're going to do our thing here on offense. And just, just the stuff he did on offense, I think, could really fit with Justin Fields and the Bears. I think it would bring in fresh life. Now, anything, you know, he, that's not the guy. It's just his name I don't think is brought up enough. Now, I think he's friends with Nagy. He was seen back in August, I believe, at one of the practices in Bears stuff. So I think he actually might be interested um, in uh, – the job, I think that would be a, a, a good thing um, to to do. But again, if, if we're looking, and there's coaches out there that we don't know or ha- that's under the radar of who they could hire um, while we're on the subject. Another guy, real quick, as we're slowly wrapping up, is a part of me wanted the Saints to have a real bad year and Sean Payton decide to come home. He's from the suburbs, Naperville Central High School, I believe. Uh, he went to EIU in, in, in Illinois. I think that's a guy that come in and really could be a CEO and fix the offense uh, is Sean Payton. But you have to get rid of this. You know, he loves the Saints. He loves New Orleans. He loves helping them. Uh, but I think that's another guy that could that could come in offensively. Because, we're, I mean, the whole thing we're complaining about is offense and trying to be a guy to manage a team. Sean Payton has proven that he could do that. He can handle anything, anything at all. So Sean Payton out there, if the if the Saints could be done, uh, that's another guy that could come in, really be a CEO type, and also be pretty good at calling offensive plays with you know who he has had. He has Drew Brees, the type of stuff he's done this year. Those are just names that could be um Yeah, Sean Payne, you can pay him to leave. No, but I'm just saying I was kind of hoping things would go bad in St. Louis to or St. Louis, New Orleans, to be honest with you. Uh and uh but yeah, I, I mean this is home. You know, the suburbs are home to him. Uh, he's a Bears fan growing up. You know, it's a coming home thing. Maybe you bring him on board. And if you really want to fix the CEO problems and offensive woes and how to build an organization, and if you can handle getting through that through a hurricane type like Katrina, that could really fix some problems there. So these are just names to be thrown out there. Um, but they just, you know, I'd be okay if they got rid of Matt Nagy today and try to get one of these coaches in soon. Um and yeah, so these are just some names being thrown around for the for the Chicago Bears job. Um, again, I don't like calling for people's jobs, but this is the NFL. There's a time and place where we just now nah, we've just got to, 
you know, start making these decisions, start getting a different coach in. Uh, and a part of it's exciting. A part of it is trying to get a new f- breath of fresh air. There's, there's a lot of things they've got to fix with the Bears organization, you know, and everything else. But some of those names be thrown around. Just don't hire Ryan Day, please and thank you. Stay away from any Ohio State coach. After we've seen what Urban Meyer did, we don't need sticky fingers in the city of Chicago and the Chicago Bears. But, um, yep, that wraps up this little short episode uh, again. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow the podcast. It's literally anywhere you can find your podcast. Coach Steve Show. Follow it. Rate it. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Going to try to do more podcast stuff on ColorCast. Go check out ColorCast. Um, playing around with it. Uh, once I figure everything out, uh, it should be better. Try to do live podcasts and everything. So go check that out. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, again, be a friend, tell a friend, go check out all the affiliates in the description below. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, this has been another episode of the coach Steve show podcast and like Matt, like Matt Nagy, we are out of here. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.